Hi, this is Sensei James Leonelli from Sensei's Weekly Mindset, and I'm here to talk to you about BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. Don't forget my personal favorite, MMA. We've got it all on BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, we can help you find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. And don't forget Bet Online for NHL, boxing, golf, and like I said, my personal favorite, the sport of MMA. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Life isn't always easy, and you don't have to face it alone. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you have access to a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of needs. To get started, you simply answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's most convenient for you. The best part is, if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price, all from the comfort at home. To start your journey and to get 10% off of your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash sensei. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash sensei. BetterHelp, you deserve to be happy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space wearing my uh, Tiger Everyday We Train line. A little bit more of it. Again, you guys know how much I love these shirts. You can find the shirts, the shorts, the tanks, the sandals, the hats. Everything is available on tiegear.com. So get yours today. Uh, I am not joined by my furry co-host Slade today as a... Uh, he, po- he uh, messed his shoulder up a little bit or his ankle uh, when he was jumping around like a lunatic in the backyard today. So we've got a little bit of a limp going. Not terrible, just a little limp. And uh, he's uh, he's not a fan of going up and down stairs at the moment. And he'd have to go down some stairs to get to my home recording space. But nonetheless, I digress. And I am here with a mindset for you guys for the week. So... In preparation to talk about this mindset, I was trying to think of some of the easiest to wrap our, our mind around examples of the of the mindset that I want to speak of. And uh, the best thing I could think of was little kids, because little kids, uh, you know, they always say only a few things tell a, tell the truth a hundred percent. Someone who's drunk, uh, yoga pants. And little kids, right? Little kids are like us without an ego or without any filter or anything like that. So with that in mind, 
Uh, little kids are a great example of what I'm about to talk about. Uh, here's something that I, I've experienced firsthand from my nieces, from my niece and my nephew, and all the other little kids in my family. You know, invariably, you give a little kid a cup of something, milk, water, whatever. You can almost guarantee that it's going to be spilled at some point. So you see the spilled water or milk or whatever, and you walk up to the kid and you say, what happened? And they're like, oh, it spilled. The thing is, did it spill? No, they spilled it, right? There's very little occasion where it spilled and it wasn't their fault. Because if it was, if it 100% wasn't their fault, like the dog bumped into the table or something, they would say, oh, you know, the dog bumped into the table. But when they say, oh, the milk fell, what are they doing? They're making themselves a victim of the circumstance. Right? Not their fault. They detach themselves from the responsibility. And therein lies the problem. And that's the mindset I want to talk about this week and why it's something to, to avoid so whole, wholeheartedly. And that is the victim mindset. Now, let me illustrate this point a little further. When I'm speaking about a victim mindset, what I'm talking about mostly right, is someone who finds a way to detach themselves from all of their faults, all their mistakes, from everything that they're doing wrong, from all the mistakes that they're making, because they're a victim of circumstance. It's never their fault. It's always somebody else or something else or some reason or some justification in order for them to be the victim in everything that's going on. Right? Nothing ever is their fault. The fault never belongs to them. Obviously, this is such a damaging mindset. And I think it comes down to a couple of things, just a couple. I think the reason a person adopts uh, the victim mindset is, of course, primarily because they don't want to own or acknowledge the fact that they have fault, that they're making a mistake. They think in some way they fear that it's going to lessen them. And in my opinion, not only is nothing further from the truth, but I think by playing the victim, it actually lowers them even more than a mistake maker, right? Because we're humans. Every human makes mistakes. I'll be the first one to admit that I make mistakes. You know, I'm announcing things to my class and I'll be like, oh, you know, I uh, you know, sent this out to this select group of people. And, you know, if you think you should be in that select group of people and I didn't send it to you, Come ask me. I'm human. I might well. I might not have sent it to you. I'm human. I might have made a mistake. So I acknowledge that even I make mistakes. Right? Even, you know, even someone who has uh, who is so meticulous with detail, I still make mistakes. And I'm sure that's true for every other human being as well. Even people who are even more meticulous than me. And the thing is, when it comes to those mistakes, mistakes have value. Right? A big value. And we've talked about this idea before, how big a value mistakes can have. Because what is a mistake if not an opportunity for growth? An opportunity for you to learn from that mistake. Let me give you a rudimentary example. You're sparring with somebody, right? You're throwing your hands or you're kickboxing with them, whatever. And they connect with a punch. Now, if you're sparring correctly, they're not smashing you, they're touching you. And when that punch touches you, you realize immediately, oh, that hand wasn't in position. That hand wasn't where it was supposed to be to protect me. Now, if you own that, 
See, oh, I didn't have my hand where I belong. Now there's value in that mistake. You're able to say to yourself, oh, I got to put that hand where it belongs. And hopefully you throw the next thing again and that hand is where it belongs. So when they go to take advantage again, there isn't an advantage to be taken. However, if instead you detach yourself from the responsibility and instead of chalking it up as something you did wrong, oh man, that person was just out of control. They're just throwing crazy, right? You're making a mistake on their part. Or worse, yeah, you know, oh, you know, um, I was trying something. Like you, you defer the responsibility some, some way else. I was trying something and it didn't pay off and that's how I got hit. Instead of owning the mistake. But where mistakes greatest value lies is in the lesson that you learn from the mistake. Because there are very few mistakes that you make in life that don't have a lesson attached to them. The problem comes when you don't pull that lesson out. When you don't when you don't look and analyze what's going wrong to make that th to make that thing happen. I'll give you guys an example, right? If ever somebody leaves my school, I always sit back and I ask myself, why? Why did this person leave my school? Why did they choose not to re-up their program? You know, why, did they, why are they trying to, you know, not train right now? What, what's up? And, you know, some of the times, it's things that are completely beyond my control. Like I'm, lo I'm losing a couple of students uh, this month because they're moving down to Florida. There's nothing I can do about that. Right? I can't make, I, I can't say, no, you're not allowed to move, right? No, fly back twice a week so you can come train. That's unrealistic, obviously, right? So because I'm losing to Florida, I can't really chalk that up to saying like, okay, yeah, I messed up. But there are other times where, you know, I can think to myself, mm, I made that mistake there and I'm not going to make that mistake again because it cost me that one student and I'm not going to let it cost me two. All right. And the same should hold true for you and everything else that you do. You should own the mistakes. You should step back and look at what went wrong and figure out why, because then you can grow. Then you can be better for it. And that's the whole idea. If we go through this life and we're, we're not better at what we do as we do it, then what's the point? Why stay the same? Why be average? Why be the same as you? I mean, I would be upset if I were watching my commentary for Flex Fights this Saturday, if I watched it back and I was like, hmm, that was as good as June. I'd be upset with myself. Now, okay, maybe that's a little extreme, but if it was the same as last year, man, I definitely would be upset because I'm supposed to be better than I was a year ago. That's what I'm supposed to do. Be better than I was. Improve that way. And that should be our mindset for all that we do. If we're in order for us to improve, we have to learn from the mistakes that we've made. Like I said, there are things, and it's funny, I'll, when I'm teaching my instructors that are coming up underneath me, I'm not shy to tell them about mistakes that I made coming up in the ranks, things that I did as a younger instructor that were no good. And the reason I'm not shy to tell them those things is because I want them to get the same lesson without making the same mistake. And there's the whole key thing. So I don't want them to have to make the mistake that I made. All right? Think about it. If you're a parent, this is something you do all the time. You try to save your children from making the mistakes that you made, right? Like I have a good friend and he's got a three-year-old daughter, four-year-olds right now actually. 
And he is a big time soda drinker. And he doesn't let his daughter drink soda. And she asks him, Daddy, how come you drink that, but I can't? And he goes, because this is terrible for you. And I know it's terrible for you. And I was raised in a house. I made the mistake of, as a kid, it was all I drank. So I wound up at a young age, very heavy and very unhealthy. And I don't want you to wind up that way. And I'm weaning myself down. So now I only have one of these little cans a day, as opposed to what I used to have when I was little. So I want you to not make the same mistake that I did. I want you to be saved from that. So that way you don't have to go through what I went through, which is a beautiful thing, right? I mean, if you think about it, when you're a parent, the only person you ever want in the world to do better than you is your kids, right? They're the only people you want to do better than you. You want them to have a better life than you have, right? And the same is true. The same should be true for the tomorrow version of you, right? We talked about this idea recently about, you know, you're only going through what you're going through because the version of you that you are meant to be needed to go through that in order to become that meant to be version. Well, that's true with your mistakes too. And if you're perpetually the victim of circumstance, if everything happens to you, if you are always the victim, then what you've done is you've given away your ownership. But it's a very juvenile mindset. Oh, it's not my fault that that did, that happened at work. Sure, I I may have made the mistake, but you know, uh, this person didn't remind me. Or like, you know, sure, I forgot my anniversary with my spouse, but it wasn't on my Google Calendar. So your Google Calendar should have been there, right? These when you free yourself from these things, and I can give you much more extreme examples because I'm sure you, like me, have people in your life by hook or by crook that you see playing the victim perpetually. Everybody's against them, woe is them, you know, everything's happening to them, they are down and out, and it's all everybody else's fault. Hundred percent it's all everybody else's fault. It's this person started this and this person did this and this person did that and this person did that, and you know oh, I'm not getting the results that I want to. It's got to be because somebody else is messing with it. It's not because of my actions, which is so ridiculous. So ridiculous. Right? Don't get me wrong. Are there corrupt people in the world? Sure. But that's like such a small percentage. And if, like, because it's funny, the people who are the victims, they're never the victim to one person. They're the victim to anybody who will listen. And anybody who humors them, they run down that path and they wrap themselves around it like, oh my gosh, look at what a victim I am. Look at what all these people are doing to me. That's the thing. If you can say to yourself what all these people are doing to me, you know, my mother, my sister, my brother, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, this person, that person, they're all doing this stuff to me. If the list of who's doing it to you is very long and the list of who they're doing it to is very small, what do we think the odds are here? Do we think it's really that way where all those people are doing it to that one or two people? It doesn't sound right, right? And the reason it doesn't sound right is because it makes no sense. Instead, what makes far more sense is that this person, that one person is playing the victim. They've switched their lens to victim mode. Now, by being the victim, what you are doing is you are surrendering the ownership of the mistakes that you are making. But 
if you don't own those mistakes, you also can't grow from those mistakes. When everybody's against you and it's everybody else's fault and this one's messed up and that one's messed up, well, they got to change, not me. Why are we so afraid to change? Change our underwear every day, don't we? I hope. Instead, we should be looking at that the right way as evolution. It's getting better all the time, all the time, right? But so many people, like I said, they just play this blame game. They play this, oh, it's all everybody else's fault. They free themselves from the ownership, right? Again, it's something that I'm sure you guys have heard before. I'm sure that you guys have had people in your circle before where you saw this. And again, it's always happening to them. It's always everybody else's fault. And one of the other things, and this, this one drives me particularly crazy with the people in my circle who are like this, their ability to take what you say and either twist it or to redirect it into how, again, even with what you're saying, it's still, it's still not me. It's this person's fault over here or this thing's fault over here or look at how bad this thing is so you're distracted from my mistake. But really, what is that person doing? They're embarrassed. They're fearful about the mistakes that they are making. But why? That's the part I can't answer for you. That's the part I can't wrap my, my brain around for you, right? Because that person who's so unwilling to own their wrongdoing in their mistakes and who are so unwilling to say that, yeah, it might be me. It might be me. Yeah, it's all these other people or it's me. It just doesn't seem right. Right? Think about it. If it's your boss and it's you, sides are kind of equal. Okay, we can't answer that question. But if it's your boss and the person right underneath them and the person two rows underneath them and that coworker and that coworker and that coworker and that subordinate and then it's you, what are the odds? All these people conspired or it's you? Seems to me. Like it's you. But again, if we don't own the mistake, if we don't own the lesson, we give away our ability to grow. We surrender it to the universe. Right? Oh, no, I, it's not my fault, so I can't grow from it. Right? Like, I'll never forget when I was younger, you know, 16, 17 years old, one of my cousins was a smoker at the time. And I remember driving in his car you know he's like he's a year or two older two years older than me so anyway we're driving in his car and i'll never forget sitting he's got the window open he's smoking he looks at me as he's smoking he's like if i ever catch you doing this i'm gonna beat you up first off i laughed because i was in martial arts for a bunch of years at that point but it was so funny to me but i'm like well then why are you doing it he's like well, i'm addicted Again, kind of freeing himself. It's not my fault. It's the chemicals' fault. It's the chemicals' fault. Now, does that mean addiction is not real? No, of course it means addiction is 100% real. But there are steps you can take. There are things you can do to get yourself in a better place from addiction. And smoking cigarettes in terms of addiction is not that crazy. It's not like he's, you know, taking, taking more hardcore drugs, right? It's not like he's taking things that they have to give you other drugs to detox you in order to get you out. 
And he wound up quitting smoking for a while and went back to smoking and quit and went back to smoking and quit as many smokers do. But again, in that moment, what did he do? He freed himself from the responsibility. It's not that I made the choice to start this. It's not that I built this habit and I built this addiction. It's now I'm addicted. Hmm. Why are you? Whose fault is it? Look in the mirror. Because as you look in the mirror, you see the only person in the world who is to blame for your mistakes, who is to blame for your circumstances. By the same token, you also see the only person who can solve those problems as well. Those things are hand in hand. They go together, right? You're the person who's responsible for those mistakes. You're also the person who has the ability to benefit from those mistakes. See, I, I always say in my kids' classes, don't be selfish with your mistakes. When it comes to your technique and the mistakes that you're making on it, I'm going to correct those publicly and out loud because I want everyone to benefit from your mistake. If you're throwing your left hand, but you're dropping your right hand as you're doing it, I'm going to say that out loud across the room because I want every kid in the room to think about keeping their right hand up when they throw their left. Right? Because if we were selfish about it, if I walked over and I whispered to you, hey, keep your hand up. Now, all of a sudden, only that one kid can benefit. When instead, if I say it publicly, every kid can benefit. Not only can that kid own his mistakes, but everybody gets the lesson of what happens when you actually try to fix your mistakes. If you play the victim, if you're always rocking that victim mentality and you're always finding a way to push it off to everybody, it's his fault and it's his fault and it's his fault. And it's this circumstance and it's the government and it's the this and it's the this and it's the this. When you do that, what happens is not only do you not improve, but you don't inspire those around you to do the same thing, right? Just like my cousin who was smoking and telling me not to smoke is ineffective. A parent who's never overcome, who's never taken the time to make their health a priority, their wellness a priority. How can they, if they're living that mistake and they're detaching themselves from it somehow, how can they instill the right messages to their kid? I, I, it came to my attention with parents of mine in the school where I, they had a kid, a, Daughter was a little overweight, not crazy, but she's overweight. And both their parents are obese as well. And one of the other families was telling about going out to dinner with them and how they would try to get their daughter to eat healthy while they were eating junk. It's like, again, why? Because they're detaching themselves from a mistake. Oh, it's not really a mistake. I'm an adult and I work hard, so I earn this. It's still a mistake. Doesn't mean that if you have that every once in a great while, it's not a big deal. But if you're constantly eating like that, while trying to force your daughter to do something else, it's not going to happen. And again, if you're constantly deferring all of your mistakes, everything that's going wrong, all of your circumstances, if you keep pushing those away, if you keep giving them to everybody else as their responsibility, if it's the universe and this organization and that family member and that family member and that other family member and the other family members over there and that organization too and that team too and this person and that person, if it's all their fault, the reality is it's not. The reality is you need to look back in the mirror and see the person looking back at you. Look in that mirror and own it. Look in the face of the person who is control in control of you making them those mistakes. And more importantly, who has direct connection to you being able to learn from those mistakes and improve from those mistakes. Don't drop that value that your mistakes have. Own them. 
own the mistakes because when you own the mistake you own the growth too when you reject the mistake when you play the victim you make yourself you render yourself powerless you have no power about why you're in your circumstance and you have no power to grow from it either so that's all i have for you guys this week make sure number one this saturday tune in throwdownsports.com you can get the pay-per-view for flex fights series this coming saturday july the 15th tune in for sure obviously i'll be on the microphone if you want to come down in person go to flexfights.com there's tickets available there other than that as always friends you can reach me via email sensei at gmail.com you can find me on facebook i'm sensei james leonelli on twitter and instagram i'm at sensei underscore leonelli you can find everywhere that i'm online at my link tree, linktr.ee slash Sensei Leonelli, S-E-N-S-E-I-L-E-O-N-E-L-L-I. You can find everywhere on the internet, Flex Fights, you name it. Uh, you can find the sp- sponsor links there as well. Find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. Most importantly, guys, subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Leave a rate and review. It just helps. But most importantly to me, guys, please share the podcast. Word of mouth is the only advertising that I have for the podcast. So I love when I see you guys sharing my posts about the podcast into your Instagram story or on Twitter. Those things mean so much to me because, again, the more people listening, the happier camper I am. I appreciate it very much. So until next time, my friends, enjoy Flex Fights this weekend. I'll be there for you to listen to. Other than that, until next week, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the map.